0: Retropod is sponsored by T. Rowe Price. Are you looking to learn a thing or two about getting your finances in order, saving, and investing? Check out The Confident Wallet, a personal finance podcast series by T. Rowe Price and the Washington Post Brand Studio. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. On February 25th, 1870, cheers erupted in the Senate Gallery people stood to watch the swearing-in of a trailblazer, Hiram Rhodes Revels, a black man from Mississippi, becoming the first African-American to serve in the U.S. Senate. And what's more, he was taking the seat vacated by Jefferson Davis, who left the Senate at the start of the Civil War to become president of the Confederacy. It was an incredible moment in what historians call biracial democracy in the Deep South. It didn't last. For a brief period immediately after the Civil War, African-Americans in the South participated widely and freely in electoral politics. They elected candidates into courthouses, state legislatures, and even to Capitol Hill. At its peak, at least 15 African-Americans served in Congress. Some of them were former slaves. The very first was Hiram Rhodes Revels. He'd been born free in North Carolina and was of mixed African and European heritage. Revels was a minister who worked as a teacher and a preacher at churches throughout the South and the Midwest. During the Civil War, he helped recruit black troops from Maryland and served as their chaplain. He organized schools for newly freed slaves. After the war, Revels led churches in Mississippi, where his efforts to create educational opportunities for former slaves attracted the attention of Republican Party officials. Because here's the thing. After the end of the Civil War, the electorate in a southern state like Mississippi was, suddenly, almost evenly African American and white. And the Republican Party was eager to recruit candidates who would appeal to the brand new Black electorate. So in 1868, Revels was elected to the Board of Aldermen in Natchez, Mississippi. The next year, he won a seat in the Mississippi Senate, where he was one of more than 30 black members of the 140-seat legislature. And that legislature was sworn in just in time to carry out a critical task, filling the seats of the two Mississippi Senators who had left office at the start of the Civil War, one of them had most recently been held by Confederate President Jefferson Davis. At the time, U.S. Senators were not actually elected by voters. They were picked by state legislatures. An amendment to the Constitution wouldn't change that for about 30 more years. So Mississippi's State Legislature, elected by and representing the state's black and white population, struck a deal. They'd select one black senator and one white senator to serve for the remainder of those terms. The black senator that they selected was Revels. He would become the first African American to serve in either house of Congress. That was if he could get past Senate Democrats. They didn't want a black man serving in their chamber, and they had a legal argument in their back pocket. They argued that because the 14th Amendment had only made black people citizens in 1868, Revels had only been a citizen of the United States for two years, not the nine years required to become a senator. It went to a vote, and in the end, the Senate voted 48 to 8 to seat Revels. Applause erupted in the galleries. The fact that it was Jefferson Davis's own state that had delivered the first black senator was icing on the cake. Senator James Nye of Nevada reportedly said, what a magnificent spectacle of retributive justice is witnessed here. Revel served out the remainder of the Senate term where he advocated for black representation and Confederate amnesty before returning to Mississippi to become president of Alcorn State University. Mississippi would elect one other African-American senator, Blanche Bruce, in 1875. But opposition to black representation had been building, and the election of 1875 was marked by violence and repression as Southern whites asserted political dominance. The era of biracial democracy and black representation was over. No African-American has been elected by Mississippi's full electorate since. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. This episode was adapted from a story written by Steve Hendricks for The Washington Post. For more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.